in translation. And then we're going to go to John chapter 2. So Ephesians 5.18. And then we're going to go to John chapter 2, both in the New Living Translation. Notice what the Bible says here in Ephesians 5.18. Do not be drunk or don't be drunk with wine. Because that will ruin your life. And you know that has ruined a lot of people's lives, hasn't it? Drunkenness. The Bible condemns drunkenness. Don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life instead. You know, it's interesting whenever God tells us that we can't do something. And a lot of times preachers, including myself over the years, can, if you're not watchful, you can get so centered in on the don'ts. That you forget about the do's. And whenever God seemingly takes something away from you. He'll always give you something better instead. Did you hear me? He'll always give you something better instead. See a lot of people think God's just trying to take all the fun away from them. Because you know not. And I've never been drunk with with. With alcohol, but people tell me that it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, maybe the next morning's not so much fun uh, when you're hungover. But drunkenness is 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 condemned. But anytime God takes what it looks like taking something away from you, He'll always give you something better in in, in, in instead. And really, you need to realize the devil just tries to copy God. And there is a place you can get in the Holy Spirit that will far outdo anything the wine of the world has to offer. And notice what the Bible says here. Don't be drunk with wine. It will ruin your life. Instead, realize, say, say instead. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, being filled with the Holy Spirit is far better than being drunk with wine or anything else. Did you know that? Instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is far better. Than being drunk. With wine or anything else. God will always outdo. What the world has to offer. Instead be filled with. And actually, if you study into that a little bit, it, it really says this in the original Greek text. Be being filled or stay full of the Holy Spirit. And if you'll stay full of the Holy Spirit, it'll, he, he will always outdo anything the world has to offer. Now, having said that, go to John, the second chapter and the first verse. John, the second chapter, the first verse, New Living Translation. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. And Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, he says to her, dear woman, that's not our problem. Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do 
whatever he tells you. How many of you would agree that's good advice, isn't it? Do whatever Jesus tells you to do. Standing nearby were six stone water pots. How, how, many, how many were there? Six stone water jars or pots used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, Jesus said, now dip some out and take it to the master of the of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though, of course, the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. And here's what he says. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept. The best until now. And I want to ask you a question today. Have you run out of wine? Have you run out of wine? They ran out of wine here at this wedding feast. But I want to ask you and you and you and you. Have you run out of wine in your life? Now in scripture, wine is often used to symbolize joy. So we could say it another way, have you run out of joy? Have you run out of wine? Have you run out of joy? You know, a lot of people, I'm talking about Christians, have run out of joy. They've lost their joy. You may have lost your joy over a friendship that went wrong. Or problems perhaps with your spouse. Maybe you've lost your job or you may be having trouble with some of the people at work or your boss. Maybe someone let you down or someone took advantage of you. Has anybody ever been taken advantage of by someone else? They used you, they abused you, they forgot about you. Maybe you've lost your health. Maybe you've lost your health. And as a result, you've lost your joy. Well, let's look at this marriage feast again that Jesus was at. And I believe it'll help you get your joy back. How many like to get your joy back like you once had? First, we see that Jesus was invited to the party. Was he not invited to the party? You know, it's important that we invite Jesus to our party and into our life. Certainly, if you're a sinner, you need if you've never invited Jesus into your life, you need to do do that as quick as possible. But, you know, we see in the book of Revelation, there was one church mentioned over there, a church full of believers. But Jesus In the process of time, we see him on the outside knocking, wanting to get back in. And, you know, we need to be sure that we keep Jesus invited to our parties. You know, in the midst of turmoil, it's real easy to get your eyes off Jesus. It's very possible 
in, in, in the midst of that turmoil to try to figure things out on your own. Has anybody ever tried to figure something out on your own? And next thing you know, Jesus is on the outside looking in and you're trying to do things your own way. Figure things out for yourself. Well, we need to be sure that we keep Jesus invited to our party. Realize that we can't do anything apart from him. And if you're like me, you've gotten to places in your life where you've gotten so caught up with the problem that the problem overtakes you and you just can't see any way out. And Jesus is on the outside. No, you haven't lost your salvation or nothing like that, but he's on the outside looking in and you're trying to do it your own way. And I'm here today to tell you, invite Jesus back in. Ask him for help. Humble yourself and ask him for help. You know, some men will never ask for directions. Is that right? When you're driving? Is that right? Now, my wife, she sits right by my side with a map and she's excellent. So I don't have a problem. She tells me where to turn and whatnot. You know, now, if you take her in a mall, she can't find her way out of a mall. But she's excellent with a road map. A lot better than me. I'm good inside the mall. So if it wasn't for me, she wouldn't find her way out of the mall. But if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't find my way wherever it is we're going, you know. But we need to humble ourselves and ask Jesus for help. And always be quick to invite him back to your party. Especially if you've run out of wine. If you've run out of joy, you need to ask Jesus for help. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing, the second thing is we see that Jesus was there when the, when the wine ran out. Jesus was there when the wine ran out. Now this was the wine of the world. The joy that the world can offer. But I want to tell you something. That the wine of the world, the joy of the world will eventually run out. But it's good to know that when the joy of the world runs out, Jesus is there. And the joy of the Lord is available. Thirdly, Jesus' mother's Jesus' mother said, remember what she said to the servants? What did she say to the servants? She said, whatever he tells you to do, huh? do it. You know, it's easy to get off track. Has anybody ever got off track besides me? And the next thing you know, you're doing things that Jesus never told you to do. You're doing things that you think are right. You're doing things perhaps that maybe your friends told you to do. You've lost your joy and you're looking for help. And instead of inviting Jesus back and asking him for help, you go to this one, that one, the other one. And, you know, I've learned this, that no matter who you go to, there's always some some different advice you're going to get. Everybody has different advice. Is that right? Is that right or not? And a lot of times we go to everybody and ask their advice Instead of going to the one who has the answer, and that's Jesus. You have to do what Jesus tells you to do, no more and no less. Fourthly, Jesus commanded the pots to be filled with water. Now, water is a type of the Word of God. Water is a type of the Word of God. And notice, there were six pots. 
You say, what does that have to do with anything? Well, six. Now, I'm not big into numbers, even though I'm a math major. I'm not big into numbers. You can get off track if you study too much about numbers and all of that in the Bible. But there is a truth in it. Does anybody know what God's number is? God's number is seven, right? And remember, the Bible says he made man just a little lower than himself. And man's number is six. Isn't six just a little lower than seven? And there's six water pots there. That six symbolizes man. And those pots were earthen vessels. And of course, our bodies are earthen vessels. And so there were six pots. And these pots were symbolic of our, our, our bodies, ourselves. And so filling these six pots with water is symbolic of Jesus telling us to stay full of the word of God. I want to say that again. Filling these six pots with water is symbolic of Jesus telling us to stay full of the word of God. Stay full of the word of God. You know, it's so easy to get filled up with other things besides the word of God. It's so easy to get filled up with the things of the world. The news. And that which television has to offer. I'm not against watching television. But I tell you what. You won't find joy in the television set. You understand that? How many realizes that? You may get a little joy of the world out of the television. And I'm not against television. I've got five of them in my house. And I, I watch a lot of television. I enjoy watching the golf and the tennis. And don't forget that golf and tennis. And uh, I enjoy watching, you know, baseball games, the Super Bowl. I'm not against the good movies that come on. But you won't find the joy of the Lord in your television set. You'll find the joy of the Lord in, in the Word of God. But it's so easy to get filled up with other things. If you watch much television, uh, you can't really go through a commercial anymore without hearing... Some kind of a sickness or disease and, and some drug that will fix that. Is that right? Now, is that right? It, it, it amazes me listening to those drug commercials. And they'll tell you one thing it's going to fix, maybe. But then they'll read off a whole list of things of the side effects. And, you know, with vomiting or without vomiting. Mild, you know, pain that doesn't go to the point. By the time those side effects you get done, those side effects are more deadly than the thing that, that you're trying to fix in the first place. Is that right? You sit and feed yourself with that. There's not going to be any joy. We need to stay full of the word of God. Stay in the word of God. Stay full of God's word. How bad do you want the joy of the Lord in your life? You need the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Isn't that what the Bible says? Stay in the word of God. Stay full of God's word. And remember those servants fill those water pots and other versions. We read the New Living Translation, but other versions say that like the King James, New King James and NIV, different versions say that they fill those pots. They didn't fill them just half full of water or three fourths full of water or 90 percent full of water or 98 percent full of water. It says they fill those pots real loud, say to the brim. To the brim, that means 100%. That means right up to the top. They fill those water pots full. Let's stay full, 100% full of the Word of God. What do you say? So they fill those pots to the brim. 
And you know, if we want to see miracles in our lives, we must stay full of the word of God. The word of God is, listen to this, the word of God is full of great and precious promises, all of which have miracle potential. Now, if you're taking notes, you ought to write that down. The word of God is full of great and precious promises, all of which have miracle potential. Then fifthly, we see the water turned to wine. Now, listen to this. The water turned to wine without a specific word or action from Jesus. Did you ever notice that? He said, fill the water pots. And they did. But after that, we don't see where Jesus ever said, bring those pots to me and now they're full of water. We don't see where he said, water, be made wine. Do you see that at all? No. Do you see where he laid hands on the pots? Do you see, do you see where he laid hands on the pots and said, oh, Father God, you know, speaking, Jesus is God, but you know, he was uh, talking to his father. Do you, do you see where he laid hands on the pots and said, Water, be made wine. Do you see that at all? You don't see that in there. You see Jesus giving, and his mother said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. He gives him a command to fill the pots with water. But you don't see him, you don't see him saying or doing anything else. His servants, at his command, simply went to the well, filled the six pots to the brim, and returned to the party. Listen to this. The water turned into wine between the well and the party. As you fill your life with the word of God and travel the path of obedience to God, the miracle will occur. As you fill your life with the word of God and travel the path of obedience to God, the miracle will occur. Many people, Christians now, are waiting for Jesus to do something else. Are waiting for Jesus to speak another word. Let me tell you, Jesus doesn't have to do anything else. He's already done all that needs to be done. Jesus doesn't have to speak another word. He's already said all that needs to be said. But so many Christians, I've watched this over the years, they're waiting for for Jesus to say something else or Jesus to do something else or they're waiting for the pastor. They're waiting for me to say something else or do something else or they're waiting for me to lay hands on them or this, that or the other when really all they have have to do all you have to do is stay full of the word of God stay full to the brim of the word of God walk in obedience to the word of God and I tell you what the the, the miracle will just happen can you say amen the miracle will just happen the joy of the Lord which we so desperately need will return and just materialize, it will just happen. Realize, say, it'll just happen. Say, say it'll just happen. Say it again, it'll just happen. Yeah, it'll just happen. We don't need Jesus to say anything else. He's already said all he needs to say. We don't need Jesus to do anything else. He's already done all that needs to be done. All we need to do is stay, well this is strong, this is for some people in here today, this is for all of us, but specifically it's for some people in here today, you've been struggling with, there's specifically some people in here you've been struggling with, with, with chronic illness, 
Chron- now, this is, a, this is a word of knowledge coming by the Spirit of God. Chronic illness, just bothering you here, and this is bothering you, and that's bothering you, this is bothering you, that's bothering you, and you've been waiting for something, you know, for so- something, some woo. No, 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 no. Jesus doesn't have to say anything else. Jesus doesn't have to do anything else. All you have to do is stay full of the Word of God, and I'll tell you what, if you'll stay full of the Word of God and walk in, there, there it is right Right now, I, I know it by the Spirit of God. There, it, it's available. It's, it's right there. Stay full of the Word of God and it'll just happen. Say it'll just happen. It just happened. It just happened. I said it'll just happen. It'll just happen. I, I feel strong. I need to stay on this. You don't need Jesus to say anything else. You don't need Jesus to do anything else. There's some of you, you've been waiting for Jesus to do something else. What more can he do? He's already died on the cross. He bore your sickness and carried your disease. And by his stripes, the Bible says, you're already healed. He doesn't need to do anything else. He doesn't need to say anything else. He doesn't need to say, be healed to you. I don't need to say, be healed to you. He doesn't need to lay hands on you. I don't need to lay hands on you. It's already been done. You stay full of the word of God. You walk in obedience to God. And it'll just happen. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Praise God. And I tell you what, you're, yeah, the healing will come forth speedily. Speedily, speedily, speedily. Amen. Can you say amen to that? It'll just happen. Don't need Jesus to lay hands on us. Don't need him to say anything else. Don't need him to say, be full of joy, be filled or anything. It's already done. Say it's already done. All we need to do is stay full of the word of God and walk in obedience. And it'll what? It'll just happen. Yeah, but I can't figure that out. That's not your job to figure it out. That's God's job. I said that's God's job. How, how, how can Jesus take a few loaves and fish and feed Thousands of men, women, boys, and girls. I don't have the first clue. That's none of my business. That's his business. Do you understand that? How can these, how can these, how can this water, these pots with water, how can they just somewhere between, somewhere between the, the, the well and the feast, how can they just, how can they just turn into wine? How, how, how does that happen? I don't have the first clue. I don't know. I'm not God. God knows. He's God. Let's leave God's business with God and, and, and let's do what we can do. Is that right? And all we can do is stay full of the Word of God and walk in obedience and just do what Jesus says. And it'll just what? It'll just happen. I don't know how it works. don't have a clue. I just am glad that it does. Praise God. And then lastly, the wine at the end of the party was better than the wine that they had at the beginning. The wine at the end of the party was better than the wine that they had at the beginning. You know, Jesus always saves the best for last. The joy of the Lord will always outdo the best the world has to offer, as we've already said. Someone might say... I used to have the joy of the Lord, but I, I, I don't have it anymore. I wonder if I could ever get it back. You know what the answer to that is? Yes, absolutely. You can not only get it back, but it can be better than it's ever been before. I said you can get it back and it can be better than it's ever been before. Amen. 
You know what's sad is you teach a message like this, and you'll have some people that'll sit there and miss the whole point. And they'll sit there and they'll, they'll, they'll sit there and they'll think, I wonder if it's alright to, to drink wine. Is he up there telling, telling us that it's okay to drink wine? You're missing the whole point. This hasn't got anything to do with the wine of the world. Drunkenness is condemned in scripture. Get your mind off of that. What are we talking about? We're talking about the word of God. We're talking about the joy of the Lord. We're not going, talking about going out, out and getting wine and getting drunk. We're not talking about, we're talking about the word of God. We're talking about the wine of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about the joy of the Lord. Can you say amen? And don't be drunk in wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. And with the filling of the Holy Ghost, praise God, comes the joy of the Lord that will outdo anything the world has to offer. Let me tell you something. You think you, you think you're a partier? You haven't been to a party until you've been to a party. Party that God has thrown. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you what. I know. I had some, some two girls come in here one night many years ago, and they were drug addicts. Both of them, drug addicts. And they stood right up here. And the power of God flowed through this building that night. And I'll never forget it. You remember? They stood right here. Two drug I'm talking two girls, probably in their early twenties. They stood right here, drug addicts. They told me, both of them, they're drug addicts. And the power of God flowed through this place. And I remember, I'll never forget it, both of them standing right here about where this pulpit is, just shaking. You could hear their teeth under the power of Almighty God. Shaking them, and they just shook them, and they just stood there and they shook. Remember that? They just shook under the power of God. It was interesting just to watch that. I had a good time just watching that. I mean, the, the, I'm talking the Holy Ghost will outdo anything the devil can do. Can you say amen? amen? They needed a good shaking. And they shook under the power of God, and I just stood there and watched them. And I remember, I asked them, I said, I said, this feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. I said, is this better than the drugs you've had out there in the world? <laughs> yes. I said, now, which, it was really kind of fun talking to them as they're under the power of God. And, and I said to them, I said, now, which would you rather have? That which the world has to offer or the power that's on you right now, the power of the Holy Ghost? And I'll never forget, we like this a whole lot better. Glory to God. Can you say Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. I'm excited about the things of the Spirit. I tell you, we've, I'm looking forward to these next couple of sessions that we're going to be talking about in the Heroes of Faith. Uh, anybody ever hear of Maria Woodworth Edder? Man, right here in St. Louis. She was up preaching. And uh, down in the city of St. Louis, she was preaching. Maria Woodworth Edder, and she just fell into a, she just fell into a trance and stood there for, I think it was a couple of days, she just stood there under the power of God. You can't, you might be able to fake this for 10, 15 minutes, but if I stood here for two days and didn't move, that's the power of God, dear friends. Oh my gosh, she said, fell into a trance. Read the Bible. Peter was up, he was up praying. For he was sent to Cornelius' house. How many remembers that? And the reading your Bible says he he was praying. He fell into a trance. All the devil does is try to copy God. 
They used to come to Miss Edder's meetings. The mockers. People that would come to mock and make fun of the power of God. And they'd come to those meetings and those mockers. The power of the Holy Ghost would fall on them. And they'd try to mock and they couldn't even speak. Their tongue, they couldn't talk. They'd just shake and couldn't even speak. I'm hungry for a real move of the power of God. How about you? How about you? Did you come today just look at me? or you, How many is hungry for a move of the Holy Ghost? Praise God. Well, let's just stay full of the Word of God. Let's continue to walk in obedience to God. And it'll just happen. Praise God. I tell you what. I've seen the power of God move in this church over the last 21 years. We've seen hundreds of people healed by the power of God. Have you got them all healed? No, I hadn't got them all healed. I can't heal anybody to start with. Jesus is the healer. And Jesus didn't get everybody healed. Did you ever read that in the Bible? How many ever read that in the Bible? There in his hometown, the Bible said he couldn't do their no mighty work. Why? Because of their what? Unbelief. But I tell you what, we've had a lot of people come over the years. They've cooperated. And they've been healed from everything from fibromyalgia to cancer. to We've seen knots on the back of people's necks. We've slapped them and cursed them in the name of Jesus. In 24 hours, they're gone. We've seen every kind of thing. Can you say amen? Glory to God. The one lady right sitting back there was healed of what's called Frankenstein syndrome a couple of months back. I don't even know what. I didn't even know Frankenstein had a syndrome. But but she couldn't. You all aren't going to laugh at anything. That's that's fine. I'm going to keep telling them anyway. But she couldn't move her head. Is that right? You could, and the power of God hit her and she could move her. Jesus is still in the healing. Can you say amen? Still in the healing business. I don't want to go to a church where they're going to just give me three points and a poem. And then we try to beat the church up the street out to the to lunch i don't want to go to a church i want to go to a church that's flowing with the holy ghost how about you putting the word first teaching the word of god and flowing with the holy ghost let the holy ghost move let the joy of the lord flow glory to god and have a party praise god forevermore and just 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 outdo anything the devil has to offer how about you glory to god I've seen some things. I've seen some moves of God. I've seen some, I've seen the, 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 the power of the Holy Ghost. I've seen it. But I tell you what, the Holy Ghost isn't done. He's not done. Glory to God. I tell you what, there's, there was two great awakenings in this, in this land, way on back yonder. And, and, and I've been studying to those, in, in, into those, looking at them, you see. Studying for these Wednesday night. Boy, I tell you what, we had a rich time in here last Wednesday night. It was really, it's going to get better. Praise God this next Wednesday night. I can't, can't wait to get there. But, but I've been looking at these great awakenings. And, and sure, we've had, we've had moves of the Spirit of God in here. But I'm, I'm hungry for, I'm not talking about things I've never seen. I've seen God heal people. I've seen Him move and touch people. I've seen cancers heal. I've seen bladder cancer where a guy was supposed to bladder take... Instantly, he, glory to God, I've seen ears pop open and they can hear. I've, I've seen it, but, but I tell you what, God's going to do more of it, praise God. But we've got to stay hungry, we've got to stay full. And the greater... I said we've got to stay hungry, we've got to stay full. And you need to work on your amen in just a little bit. I know you're just sitting there and listening, but it helps me if you'll amen me just a little bit. Okay, there you go. But these great awakenings. There's two of them. The first one. The first one. Had to do with a revival amongst Christians. 
And the second one that happened about 50 years later had to do with a revival among sinners. And you know, you really need to get the Christians revived. You get them all going and then you'll be able to get through to the sinners. Is that right? How can you get through to the sinners if you got a dead church? Huh? I said, how can you get through to the sinners if you got a dead church? So I tell you what, as a church, let's get full of the word of God. Let's get full of the word of God. Let's don't try to figure everything out. Let's just get full of the word of God. Let's walk in obedience to the Holy Spirit and obedience to the word of God and let it just happen. Let the joy of the Lord manifest in us. Let there be a revival among us. Praise God. A revival among the church and then let it go out into the, into the, in, into, into the city. Can you say amen? And have a revival out there. And I believe this next one that's coming will put the Great Awakening 1 and Great Awakening 2 together. Praise God. We'll have a revival amongst the church. Church, and then we'll let it sweep out onto the streets. Can you say amen? Glory to God. On the day of Pentecost, they got filled in that upper room. And then it went out onto the streets. And people got filled with the Holy Ghost. Woo! Can you say amen? Glory to God. Praise God. I didn't intend to say all that. But it needed, the Holy Ghost wanted me to say it. Praise God. It's good, isn't it? It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm excited about what the Holy Spirit's getting ready to do. Let me tell you, the answer is not in the Oval Office. The answer is not in the the, the person that wins this next election, although it is going to be important because of those judges more than anything else. We need that. We need those judges on that Supreme Court. Uh, we, We need to be watchful so we don't lose more of our rights in this land than what we've already lost. So it is important. We do. And I never tell you who to vote for. You you you. Study the word of God and then go vote the word of God. That's between you and God. But but it is important who the president is. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm going to tell you what. We need a revival in the churches of God in this nation. We need a revival in the pulpits. We re- need a revival. We need. I tell you what. We need some fire in the pulpit. Glory to God. But then we could also use some fire in the congregation. Praise God. Too many congregants, too many church members just want to watch and come and they want to watch the pastor get on fire. No, I tell you, what, let that fire sweep out and get a hold of you and let it burn, burn some of the junk off you that needs to be burned off of you. You understand that? And then get, get full of the joy of the Lord and then go out into the streets and win people to the Lord. Can you say amen? Glory to God. So I want to ask you a question. Are you out of wine? If you are, this message has very simply and in a short and simple way told you how to get it back. Can you say amen? All right, we're going to receive communion. So ushers, pass the communion out. Praise God forevermore. Glory to God.